Today, I want to speak on activating the covenant. We fast and pray a lot of the time. We sow seeds. And yet, we don't see the manifestation of that which we've been believing God for. The reason is very simple. It's because we don't know what to do. The Bible says, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 22, English Standard Version, everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Give me. It says, to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. So if you fail to plant, when the time is due for you to pluck that which you planted, there will be nothing to pluck. Number two, based on the scripture, if it says there's a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which has been planted, then what it presupposes is I can pluck to the degree that I sold. Growing up, there was this guy in our neighborhood and somebody told him that he's having pot belly. They were telling him that, oh, his pot belly is coming, he should reduce it. He said, if you know the investment I've done just to get this, you know, there were these days where people used to, you know, they said that the ladies, they like men with pot belly. So he also started eating so that he would get a pot belly. There is a time to plant. There is a time to uproot that which. When people are, 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 are jealous of people with sex pack, uh, they, they use one statement. They said, have you seen a rich person have, having sex pack before? At this one, they have nothing to do. People who are really rich, they have pot belly. <laughs> what are they saying? What they are really trying to say is this. That those who, because of hard work, they work so much, so they usually eat late. And it, it, it tells in their tummy. This one, they have nothing to do. So every day they go to gym and they are exercising and so they have sex back. There is a time to plant. When you see a person is blessed financially, even if the person has gained money financially, whether it's even by a good means or a bad means, it took a lot of work. The Bible says that there is a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. The reason why I'm staying here is because a lot of the times as believers, we fail to recognize that there is a season where you plant. And it's a process to be blessed financially, to a peace of mind, to excel in everything you do. There is a time to plant. There is a time where you instill discipline to work to make things work there must be a strategy and then you sequence your plan to achieve that which you want to achieve most of the time we don't sequence our life there must be a process there must be a plan we just live our life anyhow and pray and pray and pray and nothing happens and we wonder why no wonder people are, are preaching against paying of tight and everything because tithing does not exonerate you from hard work. It does not exonerate you from planning. You must plan. The Bible says that diligent soul shall be made far. God is a God of covenant. If you are committed to doing your part, God will be committed to doing his part. So look at it. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 5 to 7. NIV. 
for this very reason make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge so god doesn't just want us to be good he wants us to apply knowledge as it relates to whatever it is that we are dealing with we are supposed to add to being a good christian knowledge he says unto knowledge self-control you must learn to delay your gratifications no successful person is an eater of everything that comes to them you must learn to delay your gratification because god give first a seed the challenge of the african man is that the african man does not know which of them is a seed and which of them is a bread the time we are supposed to go to school that's what we do girls and boys then they are breaking your heart you must break your life into 20 20 20 the first 20 years of your life you must study it's a foundational year it's time for study 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 because no matter the family background to which you come from your first 20 years if you invest time into studying even if you come from a a poor background you would have a leverage for your next level the next 20 years is 20 years where you build networks it's a, it's a season where where you start working in an organization so you build networks if you have done the first 20 very well by this time you'll be doing investments what do i mean you would have been employed so the first 20 years is key but if you don't get the first 20 years the second 20 years you build strategic networks and relationships a lot of the time we don't build networks a lot of the time we don't build relationships a lot of the times we fight every other person that comes into our lives there's no strategic relationship in that second 20 year window brother you don't play games in first 20 you messed up the next 20 is important for you to rebuild your relationships and build up systems that will support you praise the lord somebody there is a time to plant there's a time to uproot that which has been planted the last 20 years of your life you build legacies with it what will i be known for the last 20 you are value to people's life you live based on legacy can i make a difference in somebody's life can i add value to somebody's life when i am dead and gone what will i be remembered for i came to ask you a question today you say you were christian what are you living for what would you be remembered for how many lives have you made the difference are you a difference maker or you are not he says for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue to virtue with knowledge and to knowledge with self-control and to self-control with steadfastness or perseverance what does it mean see not every door will open the fact that god has given you a promise does not mean the door will open by its own accord Oh, when Peter got to the door, he opened by his own accord. He had to make an effort. He made an effort. The angel smote him and said, Peter, get up and go. Peter got up. If he had stayed there, they will break. And a lot of the time, Christians, we are looking for doors when the devil is looking for just a crack. Yet we are looking for doors, yet we call it a breakthrough. Breakthroughs come by cracks. When you keep hitting, so opportunities will come, but they come as crack. It could just be a little crack. Child of God, it's time to engage in the terms of the covenant. He says there's a time to kill and a time to heal. I love that one. There's a point where you must kill this old mindset that you're a victim of life. Eh, if not this, my boyfriend, uh, I didn't have gone to school. Shut up. He broke your heart and moved on. Why are you not moving on? 
If not this, my uncle would not take care of us. Like I would be, shut up. Your uncle's misbehavior must be a stimulus. It must be the catalyst for your lifting. It must be that which drives you. In life, everybody, something drives you. Three things drives you. Number one, bad experiences drives you. Good or bad. Bad experience. Everybody, bad experiences drive you. Number two, your background. Your background. Your story can drive you. So, bad experience. For instance, somebody made you lose money. That money you have lost should spur you on to prove a point that you are not a victim of life and cause you to excel. Praise the Lord. Because all of us are driven based on something. And let that be the drive that we drive you a bad experience. It should cause you to excel. A boy broke your heart. Or somebody spoke to you disrespectfully and said you, you will not amount to anything. They said the same thing about Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe heard that he won't amount to anything. He went to him and he was crying. His mother said, you don't have to cry. Go and read the book of Proverbs. There's a purpose for everybody on this earth. God has a great plan and a purpose for you. So he's written a book. wrote a book on purpose. He became a great man. He's made millions. He bought an aircraft. He died even with it. Everybody is driven by something. Number three, your connections must drive you. Which circles of friends do you play in? It must drive you. Child of God, God calls us to work in a covenant relationship with him. And that covenant does not mean that we should not work. It means that we add to it. We persevere in the midst of difficulty. Are you listening to me? We heal. You must heal from that brokenness, but you must persevere. So we are told in Psalm 25 verse 14 that the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him and he will make them know his covenant. Psalm 25 verse 14. Look at Psalm 25 verse 12 to 14. It says, Who is the man who fears the Lord? I'm reading Amplified Version. With all inspired reverence and worships him with submissive wonder. He will teach him through his word in the way he should choose. His soul will dwell in prosperity and goodness and his descendants will inherit the the land. Verse 12. Who is the man who, number one, he does what? And say, how do we fear the Lord? With all inspired reverence and worships him with submissive wonder. So you have submitted yourself to the convictions of the word. There are many of us, we have not made a decision to submit to the convictions of God's word. But God calls us to submit to him and live a life submitted to the instructions of God. Once you have submitted, you can't live your life in and ask for me, this is how I am. You can't change me. No. You have made a decision to submit to who? Look at it in New Living Translation. Say, who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. So the word of God is what guides us in our choices and decision making. He said they will live in prosperity. Why? Because they've made a choice. In life, you would always have to make a choice. Because everybody, good or bad, the choices you make would influence your life negatively or positively. The friends you choose, the associations you have around you would influence you either good or bad. Verse 14, the Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart. We shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. 
And it shall come to pass when ye be multiplied and increased in the land. Let's hold on. It means when God sends us pastors, their responsibility is to teach us knowledge and understanding. Why? Because what you know multiplies. I was reading an article about Elon Musk. He's a co-owner of PayPal. He puts his money in PayPal. Small money. He puts in PayPal. I think 1.5 million. After a few years, he sells it for so much. Every business he puts his hand in turns into a billion dollar organization. Every business. He doesn't have to be the inventor. He just knows which business to invest money in. He puts his money here, it becomes a billion dollar. He puts it because he knows when a product season is due. And even if it's not due, he has built a certain cult following. What I mean by a cult following is that people believe in him so much that he can introduce a product and the thing goes viral or the sales of it skyrocket. And when he wants to short you, he, maybe stocks, maybe he wants to move his stocks from somewhere or he's moving stocks or he wants to buy a certain stock, he can short the stock by, that's the right word that they use, he, he wants to reduce the price of the stock by by tweeting something at a certain time. Understanding. Someone say understanding. It's so key to your life. Hallelujah. The word of God is our best guide to our finances. The world's viewpoint is to accumulate how much they can get, how much they can gather. So you see people gathering and gathering and gathering stuff. And their primary interest is self-interest. It's personal pleasure. It's for personal security. That's the world view. Everything is for us. The worldly people, they think they are the only people who must accumulate to control us. But we have submitted ourselves to God and the systems of God is totally different from the systems of the world. For us as believers, we are told according to Psalm 24 verse 1 that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. So when I come to the Lord, I recognize that I am just a steward of the grace of God because Everything belongs to God. And because everything belongs to him, I am just a steward of it. If I am a steward, it means that I am just an overseer. I'm just watching it for somebody. Then if I am a a steward, then what is my responsibility? My responsibility is to be a distributor or a channel of blessing. God wants to bless your life, but he wants you to be a channel. How does he want you to be a channel? He wants you to be that kind of person that connects with others and makes great impact or becomes well in christian parlance we call a blessing to others so when i come into your life your life must be better because i am associated with you there must be a change of your life there must be a transformation because i am in your life everybody that has a problem in their relationship is because they are give me give me give me as long as you get to the receiving side you become a victim of life but God doesn't want anybody to be a victim of life. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 10. The Bible says, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when I come to the Lord, I must recognize that my heart does the believing, my mouth does the confession. What does it mean? What I believe in my heart is that which I speak forth. So what you don't believe in your heart, don't say it. 
Let the weak say, I am strong. And life, if you stop speaking for that which God has said, you will not benefit. God will bring you relationships in life. There are certain currencies that you must have. Number one, you get to the top based on your core competencies. What you learned in school can give you an edge in life. My wife is a doctor. This one is a, you're a financial analyst. Financial analyst. This one is a this, this one is a that. That one you learned it in school. If you were employed or brought into the space because of your core competence, it gets you to a certain level. Then you make advancement based on your commitment to hard work. So number one, you are elevated based on your core competences. It means what you learned in school brings increase to you or elevates you to a certain position. But you make advancement based on your commitment to what? Hard work. Performance currency. So you are making advancement is based on your commitment to hard work. So your performance keeps you rising. But that one is to a certain level. Then the third level, the currency that you need if you want to get to the third. There are certain levels where we call in corporate environment the C-suite. The C-suite is where major decisions are made. Where people, That place, it is based on your relationship currency. It is who you know. It is associations you build because you get to a certain level where it is no more about what you can do. It is who can introduce you to sit at the seat. There are many of us. Our problem is not because God has not heard our prayer. It's not because God is not a covenant keeping God. It's because there's association or the networks that we have. The currencies that we have is too small. Because there are some places you can't speak for yourself. Somebody must speak for you. Somebody must open a door for you. Somebody must bring you up. Somebody must introduce you to somebody. Sometimes you need money and it is just a phone call away from somebody who is close to you. You need to be intentional about your associations. Because ah, somebody can open the door for you. It will blow your mind. One of my daughters in this church, she's married today because her friend saw a guy who was a good guy and just called the lady and said, Charlie, where are you? She said, oh, I'm here. He says, no, 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 no. Where are you? Get down right now at Akramo. I'm at Akramo. Come and see me. The person got down, went to Akramo, and the rest is... You've been praying and praying and praying. You don't have any correct association. All your friends are naggers. They are whiners. They are complainers. They are always nagging. They are always complaining. They are always wondering. And because of that, no blessing, no favors. Shalom, this is my body. Oh, my body, we drink together. We chase women together. Look at your life. Look at his life. See, you are the average of the sum total of your friends. Your life now. You can never break out of that level until you change the associations. Life is lived on levels. There are different levels of exposure to knowledge. And that level determines the stages upon which you play your games. God has already blessed us. But he's blessed us with people. And your connection with the people is what will open the door to your next level. Your recognition of these connections, these covenant friendships is what will open the door for you. God blesses us with people. And when we say God has a covenant with us, he has a covenant with people. And your association with the people is strategic for your advancement. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 says this. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. You remember God. So in all my deliberation with you, I don't keep bitterness in my heart because I know God is the one who gives me the wisdom. And how does God give wisdom? 
There must be the implementation of the wisdom given by God. And God uses people. And so be careful with the people God brings into your life. How many people had dreams like Amazon? He had 20 people who were willing to give him 50,000 each. Jesus! How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with, with power. Who went about doing good. Healing them that were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. But can I ask you a question? What is the question I want to ask? The question is this. Jesus could not start his ministry until he had Peter, James, and John. Three. He began with three. The three became twelve. The twelve became a movement. God always begins with little. But if you are faithful with your little, he brings progress to your little. Those who keep it always become reservoirs. Those who become channels of blessing, they just become channels through which God releases blessings blessings are you a channel or you are a keeper of information you know there are many people we keep bad news and tell people the bad news you've been praying and praying and praying and fasting but your blessing is one or two associations away from you it is one or two contact persons away from you it's somebody you know who knows somebody who has your blessing we are serving a covenant keeping god but this covenant keeping god put on the screen he says pray for those who despitefully use you so god is calling us to pray he said do good to those who don't treat you well because the association you are keeping today you never know when it will be such a tremendous blessing to you you see, sometimes, brothers and sisters, it may not make sense to do the right thing. But God wants to you to know that when you do your part of the covenant, he will do his part of the covenant. What then is a covenant? A covenant, please write this down, is a spiritual platform where we commit God by our obedience of faith to make good his promise. Conditions of the covenant. Every scripture from God's word is a promise. When you commit to doing what the scriptures say, that scripture is then upgraded into a covenant and the covenant commits god to perform so whatever scripture you take in the bible that you believe in and you confess it and you work what the word of god says you should do the word moves from being a scriptural promise to become a covenant and when you live by the covenant it has no respect for fasting and prayer the covenant will work whether you fast or you don't fast it will work husbands love your wife so that your prayers may not be hindered when there is no peace in your mind you know that you can make silly mistakes and have problems so you are praying and the thing is not working because you are not treating the person well psalm 89 verse 34 it says this my covenant will i not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips once have i sworn by my holiness that i will not lie unto david seest thou a man diligent in his works he shall not stand before mere men he shall stand before kings when you are not diligent with the work that is committed into your hands you stand with ordinary people your life will be ordinary people are working for 20 hours 15 hours you sleep for 12 hours you have no network you there you won't work for anybody for free i don't want anybody to cheat me do you know how we build leverage i've worked for people for free i've gotten doors bigger doors open for me john 14 21 he that has my commandments and keepeth them he it is that loveth me and he that loves me shall be loved of my father and i will love him and manifest myself to them so what it says is i write this down it is my choice to be obedient to god that releases his provisions to me. my choice to be obedient you see god has given all of us something that we need to look at god has given to everybody the power of willing choice. Without it, God has no right to judge us. You make the choice. I choose to be joyful 
Or I choose to be sad. I, I choose to keep good relationships or not. He says, children, honor your father and mother so that thy days may be long on earth. If you like, disobey them. His days. So he didn't say weeks. No matter how spiritual you are, you can't dishonor them. Associations are key. So be intentional which association you pick. Because in life, there are three kinds of associations. We have everybody for your destiny to make great impact. You have destiny advertisers. They are those people who would take your competence, your gift sets, your, your potentials and advertise you to people. They magnify your potential. They monetize your potential. Monetize means that they put value on your potential. These people are destiny advertisers. I said they do what? They monetize your potential. They magnify your potential. Your hand Blake is a hundred meters four by four meter olympic runner his best friend is hussein bolt they run together you see you have heard of hussein bolt right this johan blake started making it before hussein bolt began but because they run together the discipline of commitment to hard work they do together they keep soaring even when hussein bolt retired from athletics johan blake is still making it because of their kinds of clique and association within which they are. Your association is important for your next levels. And I pray for you that you will choose intentionally your associations. Listen to me. Everybody around you is a recruiter. If you bring into your life single people, single people want to recruit people into singlehood. So when you are married and your friends are single, when you go and it's time to go home, they will say words to you that would let you dishonor your vows. Because they tell you, oh, no, Pastor Obano, or Tabao, you, you, you are going to see your wife, and oh, you, the, the women are not controlling you. My brother, forget about these women. Because they are recruiting to their camp. Divorcees recruit to their camp. They want you to be divorced. Oh, marriage. Men are all the same. Oh, me, I won't tell you this nonsense. Ask the person, are you married? Some people are not happy in their home, so they will recruit you so that you to your marriage will be miserable. Recruit intentionally. Millionaires recruit people into millionaire level. My very good friend said to me, you must be disciplined with work. I asked him, he had just gotten a new office. He was in this glass building from a small place. I was speaking, I said, Sir, tell me the secret. He said, Daniel, I am driven. Say, I'm driven something is driving him there's there's something from his foundation there's some such so experience is that could be good it could be bad it's driving him everybody has people who are recruiting them and you must be careful who recruits you i told you that their destiny world advertises then we have destiny enablers these are the people who call forth your gift in you they enable you see they have a certain network they enable you they they enable you together they are destiny enablers they they use their access their influence to open the door for you they have access you don't have but they enable you to come up here you need those people they are relationships you need them they speak for you in the c-suite you are not in the room but they speak for you they open a door in a place where you you can go be careful the people you just fight your husband is in association saying hey me i don't like you tell me anything pray that god will give me a better recruiter to recruit him to a different camp because you never know maybe that crazy person will be the person who will open the next door for your family then we have destiny encouragers a lot of pastors call it destiny helpers these people they don't have money they don't have doors to open 
but they will encourage you to be all God wants you to be. When you are going through difficulty, they are there to, to support you, to help you, to say right words to you. Kwame, you can make it. Don't worry. Things will work. So we pray a lot, but we are not focused on these things. And it's a covenant God has with us. God, God blesses you with association. David had a Jonathan who gave him his sword. Paul had Timothy. You must be intentional. And you must have strategic friends in strategic places. Jesus had Joseph of Arimathea who would give Jesus his tomb. But Joseph of Arimathea had such greater influence that he could go to the king and ask for the body of Jesus and go and bury. Do you have that level of influence? If you don't have, start praying for them. So we pray a lot. But we don't pray for strategic alliances. Strategic relationships. Hear me? The Bible says that when two walk together and one is cold, the other will keep them warm. Build associations. I said build what? Associations. Build good relationships with people. Keep relationships. Don't always be receiver, receiver. Be a channel of blessing. Make impact in people's lives. Add value to people's lives. Let there be turnarounds in people's lives. Wherever you are, close your eyes and pray. The Bible says in Proverbs 21, 16, A man that wandereth out of the way of understanding shall dwell in the congregation of the dead. I pray that you will not wander out of the way of understanding. In Isaiah 51, verse 3, it says, Look unto Abraham, your father, unto Sarah, that bore you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. But whenever we hear of Abraham, we hear of various associations Abraham had. He will go wherever he dwelt, he dwelt at peace with the people. In Shechem, he built an altar there. Abraham always had association. He had lot with him. Abraham was a man of association. Abraham had a relationship with Melchizedek. If Abraham did not know Melchizedek, he wouldn't have met him on the way with, with bread and wine. He had relationships. Abraham was a man who always had relationship network. I pray that you have a relationship. Close your eyes and pray. Father, I need you to guide me. I need you to guide me. I want my soul to dwell in prosperity and goodness. But connect me with my destiny and bless. Connect me. Connect me, Lord. Open up your mouth and pray. Connect me, Lord. The Bible tells us in Psalm 26, verse 4, Do not sit with deceitful men. No, it says, Nor will I give with pretenders. You want to pray, God, connect me. If somebody has wronged you, you want to forgive the person and move on. Because your blessing is connected to your association. You want to pray for associations. The story is told of a guy by name Jephthah. The Bible says that his father was called Gilead. And when his father had other sons and daughters, they threw Jephthah out and said that his mother was a harlot, so he would not have inheritance with his brothers. He was not better. The Bible says that Jephthah fled from his brothers and dwelt in the land of Tob and guarded himself with vain men. He guarded himself to refrains. But he transformed the Rafraf's life. That when the war broke up in the, in the nation that he was living in or the city, the people went to the guy who had transformed many lives. 
and say, come and be our leader. Listen, when you go into the life of people, don't go there with bitterness. Go there because you want to make a good or make a positive impact in the life of the people. When you become a difference maker, people will look for you to be a blessing to you. I pray that from this day in this church, everybody will be a difference maker. I pray that in the coming year, we will amplify the spirit of making the difference in the life of people. We will add value to people's side because we have become difference makers. Turn to yourself and say, I am a difference maker. Add value to people's side. We will enter into people's way and be a blessing. Our church, we are always a blessing. Amen.